0: good morning morning. welcome to worship on this ninth Sunday after the festival of Pentecost welcome also to those of you who are joining us by live stream today we look forward to welcoming you uh, in person to one of our worship services sometime soon on the ninth Sunday in this season of Pentecost our Savior Jesus teaches us where true service to the Lord starts and why it starts where it does Now we're going to take a few minutes to listen to some music and set our minds and hearts for the worship of our Savior. We begin our worship singing hymn 221, Blessed Jesus at your word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Holy Amen. and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful, and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good for this I deserve your punishment both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins and trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God our Heavenly Father has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Grant us, Lord, the Spirit to think and do what is right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without you, may by your help be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from 1 Samuel, chapter 3. The boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Prophetic vision was not common. Now it happened that Eli's eyes had begun to grow dim so that he could not see. Once when Eli was lying down in his place and God's lamp had not yet gone out, Samuel was lying down in the Lord's temple where God's ark was. The Lord called Samuel and Samuel said, I am here. He ran to Eli and said, I am here since you called me. Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and laid down. Then the Lord called once more, Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, I am here since you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel had not yet experienced the Lord's presence, that is, The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel for a third time, so he got up and went to Eli and said, I am here since you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the young man. So Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and once again lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there and called, as he had the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The word of the Lord. The psalm of the day is Psalm 22, which we read responsibly. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let "Let us go to the house of the the Lord. Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O O Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. A lesson from Paul's letter to the Christians in Colossae, chapter 3. Therefore, as God's elect, Holy and loved, clothe yourselves with heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive each other. If anyone has a complaint against anyone else, forgive, just as Christ forgave you. And, in addition to all these things, put on love, which ties things together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts to God. And everything you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The word of the Lord. Alleluia. My word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Alleluia. Please stand for the gospel. The gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10. Glory Glory be to you, you, O Lord. Lord. As they went on their way, Jesus came into a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who was sitting at the Lord's feet and was listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her serving. She came over and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered and told her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is needed. In fact, Mary has chosen that better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. We confess the Christian faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake, he was crucified in the Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. So who wants to play a game? I have a game for us to play, and the point of this game is to see if you can listen carefully. So here's how the game works. I wrote a little story with a lot of stuff in it. And I'm going to read this story I wrote one time, And then after the story is over, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions about it to see how carefully you listen and how much you can remember. I didn't say it was a fun game, I just said it was a game. Everybody (laughs) wanna play? All right, here we go. Here's the story. David and Kyle are walking to the park. Along the way, they meet Kevin, who's walking his dog. The dog is a mixed breed named Brownie because it's white and Kevin has a weird sense of humor. Once they reach the park, David, Kyle, and Kevin decide to play basketball, so Kevin ties Brownie to a tree and runs to get a basketball from the equipment bin. The three boys play horse until David wins three in a row, and Kyle and Kevin decide he's too good to beat. After he unties Brownie, Kevin heads home for dinner. His dad told him they're having chicken. David and Kyle, meanwhile, head back to Kyle's house to play Minecraft. End of story. Now, do you remember, were you listening carefully, what were the names of the three boys in the story? What color is Kevin's pet? There were three animals mentioned in the story. What were they? How many games of horse, that gives one of the animals away, how many games of horse does David win in a row? And what does Kevin do with Brownie after he gets to the park? So you got David, Kyle, and Kevin are the three boys. The dog is white. The three animals were the dog, horse, which is the name of the game they played, and chicken that Kevin's gonna have for dinner. David wins three games in a row, and Kevin ties Brownie to a tree when he gets to the park. Did anybody get all of the answers right to all of the questions? Some of you did. That's good. You listened carefully. Even though, children, even though you may not have gotten all the answers right, I want to reward you for playing. So I got a bag of prizes that I'm going to set out on the way out of church. You can grab whatever you want out of this bag of prizes, which means now for the rest of the service, you're going to be thinking, what's in that bag? Are the prizes good? And the answer to that, children, is not really, no. (laughs) I mean, there's like... There's a Frisbee, there's tennis balls for some reason. If you like chocolate, there's some chocolate bars. and They're not bad, but they're not great. So the reason you're not getting great prizes for listening carefully to that story, there's a few reasons, actually. One is that I'm not made of money, and I'm not just going to spend tons of money on prizes. Second reason is um, you're not my kids. And, uh, <laughs> I don't really owe you any, anything you get from me. You should just consider a bonus and be happy with whatever it is. And the third reason is uh, the listening that you just did, it really wasn't that important. It was just a game, and if you now instantly forget everything that you just heard about Kevin, David, and Kyle, it doesn't matter at all. It's just a little exercise, right? So it wasn't that important. But what is important today is that our Savior Jesus tells us to listen, and to listen carefully. And what he tells us to listen to carefully is important, And we know it's important because Jesus calls it the one thing that is needed, and he calls it the better part, better than anything else God gives us in this world. The one thing needed that Jesus wants us to listen carefully to is the Word of God. And when we listen carefully to the Word of God, we listen to what God has to say to us there, we get things from God that are a lot better than what you're going to find in that prize bag, because we are God's children. He does love us, and we belong to him. And in his word, he tells us why. In his word, God tells us what he has done for us in his son Jesus, that he forgives all of our sins, and that Jesus opens up heaven to us. And this is why God wants us to listen to his word so carefully, because when we do, We see our Savior Jesus and we see all of the beautiful things that God gives to us in his Son. So when Jesus speaks, he is giving us the one thing that is needed, the thing that is better than anything else. Listen carefully and receive from God every good thing that he's giving you in his word. Amen. We now join in singing the hymn of the day, Speak, O Lord. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So before we start exploring the story of Jesus, Martha, and Mary, could we please agree on one thing? Before we do anything else, could we please agree not to be too hard on poor Martha? I've heard enough sermons on this story now in my life that basically become a half hour of bashing Martha. Martha. Martha is a believer, like you and me. We're gonna meet Martha in heaven one day. And it's true that she does go wrong in this story. Martha sins by not sitting at the feet of her Savior Jesus and listening to his word, and that is wrong. That is a sin. It's also true, though, and and this is what I mean when I say don't wanna be too hard on her. Martha commits that error because she's distracted by other things. And you can at least say the things that are distracting Martha so that she's not sitting and listening to Jesus, the things that distract her are important, right? Martha has invited the Son of God into her home to be her guest. That is a good thing. And because Jesus has come into her home, Martha wants things to be nice for Jesus. She wants to offer him quality service. And that's a good thing, too. Luke says, Martha welcomed him into her home. Excellent. And she does want to serve Jesus. That's good, too. What Martha goes wrong, is that she starts her service to Jesus in the wrong place. She does not begin her service to Jesus by sitting at his feet and listening to his word. Now, Martha's sister, Mary, of course, she gets it right in this story. Mary also wants to serve Jesus, but she understands that if you are going to do this properly, where you need to begin your service is by listening to what Jesus has to say. And that is of very great practical importance for Jesus' followers today. Because God graciously fills our lives every day with countless opportunities to glorify him by serving him. Now, we don't welcome Jesus physically into our homes, but God tells us clearly in the Bible that every act of love that we show to any neighbor is not just service to them, it is also service and glory to our Savior Jesus at the same time. When we go to our jobs and work hard, we're also offering service to God because he gave us those opportunities to work, he gives us our talents and our energy. When we compete in athletic competitions, we have a chance to serve God and give Him glory. When we read and learn, or serve a meal, like Martha is doing in this story, or when we clean our homes, or chauffeur children around to practices. These are all chances to serve and glorify God. And maybe you're thinking, aren't these examples getting a little bit trivial? Does the Lord of the universe really care about my dusting? And who I'm driving where? Yes he does. In his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul encourages those Christians to serve and glorify God, and when he does, he uses as an example two of the most boring everyday activities you could think of, eating and drinking. And then he throws it open and says, "Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God." You just heard Paul again in Colossians say, "Whatever you do, in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving glory to God the Father through him. Everything we do every day that God gives us in this world is a chance to serve him and glorify him. The story of Martha and Mary and Jesus shows us is that if we want to serve God the right way, offer him true service, it has to start in the right place. At the Lord's feet, listening to what he has to tell us. Jesus is speaking to a person who is scurrying around and stressed out when he says, Mary has chosen the better part. Listening to the word of God is where we need to start with things because, as Jesus calls it, it is the one thing needed and that better part. When you sit and listen to God's word, you are going to hear him convict you of your sin and damn you. You will hear God call you nasty and yet true names, like lost and condemned and spiritually blind, an enemy of God. You listen to what God has to tell you. He yanks you down spiritually by telling you that he is holy and he requires you to be holy and you're not. So you're lost and condemned. God tells us these things in his word because he loves us. And when you love someone, you tell them the truth, even when the truth is hard to face. God also tells us this truth because he loves us and he wants to prepare our hearts for the very best news that there is. Because when you sit at the Lord's feet and listen to his word, he will not only tell you that he is holy and you are required to be holy and you're not, so you're in serious trouble, but he will also tell you that in addition to being holy, he is pure love through and through. And in love for us sinners, God sent his son to save us all. He sent Jesus to live a holy life for us sinners in our place because we have it. In love, he sent his son to die on the cross to take the punishment for all our sins and to rise so that we have the promise of our own resurrection on the last day. When you sit at the Lord's feet and listen to his word, you see his love for you in action in everything Jesus does. Every perfect word and thought and deed of Christ, you see God's love for you because Jesus is doing that for you in your place. When you see Jesus' blood come pouring down the cross, you're seeing God's love for you as that blood washes your sins and the sins of all people away. You lean into the tomb on Easter and you find nothing there but neatly folded grave clothes and an angel announcing, He is risen! That's God's love for you. And even when you watch Jesus ascend... And hear him say, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You are seeing God's love for you endure to this very day because your Savior Jesus lives and he is ruling over all things, even as he is right by your side in this world every day. Listening to the Word of God, Jesus calls the one thing needed and that better part. It is God's scathing, damning law, but it is also preparation to hear that beautiful gospel, God's love for you and his son, Jesus Christ. And that better part of God's word, it gets even better than that. Because in scripture, God tells us when you listen to his word, not only is he holding out all of those magnificent blessings that Christ has won for you, but at the same time he's holding them out to you, the Holy Spirit is working faith in your heart. So you receive all of that love of God for yourself. And then, with faith in Jesus, then you are able to offer God service that is truly pleasing to Him. See, a person who does not believe in Jesus can do a lot of things that look good to other people. Things that look very fine in the eyes of the world. But in order to offer service to God that is truly pleasing, first, you have to have a right relationship with Him. You have to be reconciled to God through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. And that is a statement that upsets a lot of people and makes people very angry, but it's a statement Jesus makes. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Of course, there is a popular idea in our world that it doesn't matter what you believe in your heart. Just do the right things and God will accept your service to him. But that idea is not just unchristian, it is anti-christian. First, You have to listen to the word of God, see his love for you in Christ, and then believe it. And then you're able to give God service that is pleasing to him from your mouth and your mind, your hands, and your heart. Another reason to start by listening to the word of God is that if you do, then you will know what kind of service God wants from you, what kind of works are pleasing to him, See, God uses the law of his word to convict us and condemn us. But then, after a person believes in Jesus, God also uses those commandments to guide us, to show us the kind of life that he wants us to live in his service. So, how do you know what God expects a Christian father, for example, to be and to do? How do you know what he wants from a Christian child or worker or soldier? If you listen to God's word, He tells you. And again, there's a prevailing idea in our world that if you want to serve God, just follow your heart. Just do what you feel is right in your heart and God will accept it from you. Yeah. God inspired the prophet Jeremiah to write, the heart is more deceitful than all things. Please, when you're trying to offer God pleasing service, do not follow your heart. It's bad advice. Your heart is sinful, it's going to lead you astray over and over again. Instead, listen to God's word. Start with that because then he will tell you and you will know what kind of service pleases him and glorifies him. So true service starts with listening to the word because the word gives you Jesus, gives you faith in him. So you can serve God. And the word also shows you what kind of service God wants from you. Another good reason to start by listening to the word is when you do You are starting in the same place that Jesus started, with his service to God and to us. Now when Jesus makes this stop at the home of Mary and Martha, he is continuing this final journey to the capital city of Jerusalem. All through this season of Lent, we've been following Jesus on this trip to Jerusalem. We've watched him so far. He's sent out missionaries and he's performed miracles and he's instructed his disciples and stood up to his enemies and now he's getting closer and closer to Jerusalem and he stops here in the home of Martha and Mary. Why is Jesus continuing on this steady stride toward his own suffering, his own sacrifice on the cross? There's a lot of right ways to answer that question but one way is this. He's listening. He's listening To the voice of his heavenly Father who's telling him, embrace your cross, die for the sins of the world, and rise on the third day. See, Jesus, our Savior, he starts his service to God by listening to what God says. We are followers of Jesus, so we begin our service the same way. Start with listening to the Word. Then you have faith in Jesus, so you can serve, you will know how to serve, and you will be following the footsteps of your Savior who listen first. And finally, start by listening, because when you do, you will offer God service that is joyful. God wants joyful service from his people. He doesn't want us to just go through the motions of things that look good on the surface, but under the surface, he wants joy in our hearts. Now, please use your imagination for a moment, and picture Martha as she says these words to Jesus. Do you see behind these words the face of a joyful, smiling human being? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Do you think that Jesus Christ is looking in the eye a joyful person when he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things? As we said, Martha is doing important, good things, but how is she doing them? She's not doing them with a joyful heart. She's doing them worried and upset. God wants joyful service from his people. But you see when we just shoot up in the morning and go straight out to doing all the things we've got to do that day, that is when we get stressed out. That's when we get worried and when we get upset. So start by listening. Listen to God tell you how much he loves you and his son. Listen to him tell you that heaven is yours. For that matter, listen when he tells you that all the things you've got to do later today, all the things you've got to do this week, are not reasons for you to get stressed out and worried and upset. These are opportunities that God has laid out for you in advance to serve Him joyfully. You start by listening, and then your service will be centered on Jesus' love, and you'll be offering God the joyful service that He wants from you. And sometimes, you know, we fall into this trap. Think, listen, listen. That's a passive activity. I have so many active things that I've got to get done today. I've got to go over here and do this and that, and then I've got to go over there and do that and this, and then I've got this and that and this and that. When am I supposed to stop and just sit back and listen? I have no time for this. That is exactly the time when we need to make the time to rest our hearts in God's love for us and then go back to serving him with the joyful and light hearts that he wants in our service. So sometimes it's very difficult to take the Sunday sermon text and try to appropriate it to your life. You know, to say like, this is what God is telling you today. Now here is how your life should change this week. Here's what you should do with it. Sometimes it's really tricky to do that. This is not one of those times. (laughs) The way to apply this lesson to your life is very simple and straightforward. Choose the better part the one thing needful. Before you schedule anything else good in your life, set aside time to listen to the Word of God. Now, of course, that would affect the way you approach this worship service on Sunday morning, your worship with your fellow Christians, because this is one of the places where you get to hear what the Lord has to say to you. So if your current approach, attitude toward Sunday worship is, that it's kind of a nice optional activity that's there for you when you have time and when you feel like it, it's time to reconsider that approach to worship. If your family currently does not take time to spend time together in God's word, it's time to stop making excuses and start doing it. If you know how to read, you know how to read the Bible. Pick a time of day when you can concentrate well, whether it's right after you get up or before you go to bed at night. You don't have to try to be a superstar and read a huge section of the Bible all at once, right off the bat, just one little psalm, a parable of Jesus, a few verses from one of Paul's letters with time to sit, consider what you have read, and to meditate on it. And to do it for all the reasons we've already heard, but most of all, For this reason, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. When you start by listening to God's word, you are receiving from him what nobody can ever take away from you. Eternal life in the kingdom of God. And there, you are going to be offering God perfect service that never ends. It will last forever and no one will ever Take it away from you. You God makes us no such promise about anything else that he gives us. Our money, our jobs, our family and friends, all of those things he can and he eventually will take away from us. But life in his kingdom lasts forever. So when you start by listening to the word of God, you are actually starting with what never ends. And with that in focus, all of the service you give to God will be done with a heart of faith, And a heart that is full of joy. A life that is guided by God's commands and follows Jesus' footsteps of listening first. All of that true service to God starts the better part, the one thing needful that will never be taken away. Amen. Please stand as we join in singing Create in Me. seated for the collection of the offer. stand for the prayer of the church. (laughs) O Lord, light of the world and saving strength of your people, we thank you for the gift of your word. Implant it in the hearts of your people so that, set free from the power of Satan and the fear of death, we may live to serve and honor you. Pour out your spirit on us that we may grow richly in divine knowledge and spiritual understanding. Bless the proclamation of your word everywhere so that hearts may be turned from the darkness of spiritual ignorance, falsehood, and despair to the light of knowledge, truth, and life. Be with our missionaries in our own and distant lands. Protect them, encourage them, and crown their labors with success. Let your word shine in our homes so that parents and children may dwell together in love and serve one another in kindness and humility. Watch over the sick, the sorrowing, the anxious, and the weary. Preserve those who are in any danger of body or soul. Supply us by the grace of Jesus with the Spirit's power, so that we may always be comforted by your truth and sustained by your love. For these, and all the other things you know we need, we confidently ask in the name of him who gave himself for us, that we might live through him. Jesus our Lord, amen. We join to pray as our Savior taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift lift them up unto the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It It is good and right so to do. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father. Almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who promised that wherever two or three come together in his name, there he is with us to shepherd his flock till he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. and eat the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given into death on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Savior, which he shed for you on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. May our Savior's true body and blood strengthen your Christian faith until life everlasting. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Amen. Please stand as we join in song. thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. O God the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated as we close singing sent forth by God's blessing. Good morning again. I have a couple of quick announcements for you today. Uh, Please remember that Sunday school will be starting on Sunday, September 11th, and we are asking you to please register. The kids you know who would like to come as soon as possible can do that on Trinity's website. September 11th will also be the Sunday that we go back to two services, one at 830 and one at 11. Sunday school and adult Bible class will be between the two services. Also, uh, if you would like to sign up to provide snacks for our fellowship time, if I remember right, we've got the next two weeks are covered out there, and after that, there's a whole lot of white again. So, if you would like, if you're interested in that, uh, please sign up. It's right back by the coffee pot. And finally, kids, don't forget your unremarkable prize on your way out of church. We'll be waiting for you. Have a wonderful week. God bless your week richly, and hopefully, we will see you back here to worship our Savior again next Sunday.